Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I said, are y'all ready for the word? Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us. Do what only you can do. We drop any hindrance that would get in the way, and we say, have your way tonight in us. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself? Say, Lord, have your way in me. Say, I yield to your will. Your will be done, not my will. In Jesus' name. Can you put one more big praise in the building and online right there? Come on, Wednesday. Fill the building with a sound. Fill your house with the sound. Come on, Atlanta. Come on, Dallas. Come on, Los Angeles. Put a sound in the atmosphere. Put a sound in the atmosphere. The weapons of our warfare are not counter, but the mighty to God for the pulling down of strongholds. When I release a sound, I'm fighting in the spirit. Come on. When I release a sound, I'm fighting on my Thursday. I'm fighting through my Friday. Fighting through my I don't know why some of y'all ain't moving. I'm fighting through my Sunday. I'm fighting through my next week. Fighting through my November. I'm fighting through my December. My sound is an instrumentation of war. And we declare war against the war. We launch an attack against every attack that has been launched against us. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated. Let's go to work. I need y'all not to lose your sound. Even those of you at home, I need you not to lose your sound. I need you not to let what you're facing tomorrow make you miss your opportunity to defeat it today. 
let me try over here because they ain't saying nothing. I need you not to let what you're facing today, uh, facing tomorrow, make you lose your sound today. The scripture says in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20 that they had some enemies that they were dealing with. There were three enemies. Can I go here before I preach? There were three enemies. They're the Ammonites. That means they had people problems. Then there were the uh, there were the uh, 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 there were the uh, Moabites. That means things from their bloodline. That means they had issues in their family, issues with their relatives. And then they had the people from Mount Seir. That means their past, where they had walked around the same mountain for forty years. So check it out. They got people problems. They got family problems, and they got issues from their past trying to mess with their now. And when they thought they were gonna have to throw bows, come on. When they thought they were gonna have to throw hands, God said, "You ain't gonna have to do." none of that just put a praise in the atmosphere and the bible says when they began to sing and to praise the lord set ambushes against their enemy and for some of you tonight god says i need you to stop researching and start shouting shut up i need you to stop trying to figure out how to get this thing done and release a praise because your praise come on Winston. my praise is my weapon my praise is my weapon my shout is my weapon my worship is my hallelujah hallelujah oh all right let's go to work 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 some of y'all just need to learn how to have a praise party in your car when you feel that pressure coming on you you need to turn and look at that pressure and say uh-uh I ain't going to be able to do that, but I got an antidote for that. It doesn't make sense in the natural, but it makes perfect sense in the spiritual. Now let's go to work. Our series. <laughs> let's go to work. They told Mary Magdalene she was doing too much. But what they didn't know is that God had brought her through much. So when she worshiped and praised him, she was saying, God, I owe you this. And that's why out of all of those women, she was standing at the cross. That's why out of all of those women, she was invited. She was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, let's go to work. But when I think about the goodness of Jesus, and I ain't got to think back that far. Some of y'all can think back to a few hours ago when something caught you off guard. Who am I? You can think back to this morning. You can think back to 24 hours ago. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all, oh, Somebody shout all, all that he's done for me. My soul cries out. That means my mind starts thinking. My mind, my thoughts, my will, and my emotions. And so sometimes, watch me, you can be emotional and not be spiritual, but it's difficult to be spiritual and never get emotional. Because my spirituality reminds me of all of those low emotional places that he brought me up. All right, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to give y'all 10 seconds before we get into this word. If you need to shout, if you need to run, if you need to scream, if you need to roll on the floor, whatever you do, need to do in this building and online, I'm going to give you 10 seconds before we get into this word. Go, 10.
Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. It's some stuff your Thursday ain't even going to bring you because your Wednesday praise kill that. It's some stuff your Friday's not going to bring you because your Wednesday praise knocked that up. It's some stuff that the enemy was trying to go down at Thanksgiving with your family, but your praise tonight. Your... All right, we got to go. We got to go. Somebody say, yes, Lord. All right, grab a seat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Our series is this. She's a bad mama jama. With lessons from some ladies of the Bible. And this uh, parallels the series I did earlier this year with bad boys of the Bible. What are we doing? We're taking lessons from ladies of the Bible, just like we took lessons from men of the Bible and applied them to our lives. Fellows, this is not just for ladies. This is for us. Whenever you see somebody in Scripture, the principles are universal. Say that with me. The principles are universal. Come on, everybody say it with me. The principles are universal. Which means if I see him do it for another, that gives me the faith to know he can do it for me. So don't you judge somebody because their faith is big. All I did was see what he did for Miriam. I saw what he did for Rahab. I saw what he did for Moses. I saw what he did for Joshua. I saw what he did for the children of Israel. And if I saw him do it for somebody else, the same God that did it for them is the same God that do, can do it for me. When Peter and them didn't have no money to pay their taxes, Jesus said, go fishing, and they found a piece of gold in the fish's mouth, which just tells me I can find money. Watch me anywhere. Matter of fact, God's about to blow some of your mind because you're about to find something you weren't. You weren't even looking for it, but you're about to find it. I prophesy to you, lift your heads. In the name of Jesus, you're about to experience serendipitous blessing. That means I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't asking for it. But put your first and last name in the atmosphere. Say, but it found my name. Say it again. Say, it found my name. So listen, so listen, so listen. <laughs> so Sunday was introducing Rahab. And we learned that Rahab has three different meanings. One is an epithet for Egypt or a negative term for Egypt. They called Egypt a Rahab in essence to try to say that Egypt was a whoremonger. Egypt was a prostitute. In other words, Egypt would turn tricks. Can I say it this way? That Egypt was known, watch me, for making things into something they were not. It was known for corrupting people. And listen to me, don't let your Egypt turn you into something you're not. What's your Egypt mean? It means tight or narrow place. It represents your past. Do not let your tight place make you into somebody you are not. Do not let your current struggle make you into a permanent mess. Let's go. Do not let your temporary situation cause you to make permanent bad decisions. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, my decision making is on point. Come on. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every bad decision that you were contemplating, that you were thinking about, and I rebuke the thought process that would get you there. I rebuke the negative thoughts, the thoughts of a telephobia, not being good enough, not having what it takes. In Jesus' name, I declare your decisions are going to be exactly what God wants for them to be.
If you believe that, shout yes, Lord. So it's an epithet for Egypt. Number two, it means a storm or a sea monster. A storm or a sea monster. And what did I teach you on Sunday? That in the book of Job, uh, Rahab was referred to literally as a big storm that came. What's amazing to me is that when we look at the word Rahab, in essence, when we see her name, she is the storm, so she's not afraid of the storm. In other words, what does that mean? I've already been through enough, and I've collected enough experience to where what's in front of me does not scare me. What does a storm do? As it goes through the ocean, it picks up stuff and carries it with it. Come on. Let me tell y'all in saying that. What does a tornado do? As it travels, it picks up things and it spins those things with it. Which means if she is the storm, that means I've collected some things based on where I've already been. Based on what I've already overcome. Based on what I've already beat. So the reason I'm not afraid of what's in front of me is I may not have experience with that, but baby, I got preparation in that. I've never beat a Goliath, but I took down a lion and I took down a bear. And for some of you, you're facing some stuff that God says, stop letting it be the storm. And you realize you are the storm. You've been through hell and back and you still stand there. You know what to do. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, you got this. You got this. You got this. I collected some stuff. You didn't realize why you were doing that in your teens, but you were collecting some stuff. You didn't realize why you did that in your 20s. You were collecting some stuff. Matter of fact, for some of you, you thought you wasted all of your 30s. You didn't waste them. You were collecting some things. You're like a storm. I was collecting some stuff on my way to where I am headed. But then number three, a bad mama jama from Joshua 2. Rahab, we learned on Sunday, was introduced to us in Joshua chapter 2. Rahab is an underdog. What's an underdog? One thought to have little chance of winning. Stop. How many of us have ever been in a situation where we thought we had little chance of winning? How many of you are facing some situations like that right now? Can I help you? That's good news. Say why, Bishop? I'm about to show you he's the God of the underdog. If you're not an underdog, I wonder if you saved. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If you don't have some situations where it looks like you might not win, you might not be victorious, it might not work for you, I need to figure out whether or not you know the Lord. But for everybody in this building and everybody online, where you're facing something where you are the underdog, it does not look like you will be victorious. It does not look like you will win. Matter of fact, you've been down on the ground and they've been counting. I'm going to tell you tonight's going to be the night where you throw your shoulder up and say, I ain't dead yet. I'm not done yet. There's more life to live. Say, he's the God of the underdog. Come on, Wednesday. Say it with some authority. Say, he's the God of the underdog. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, we see this verse. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. (laughs) These witnesses I'm about to show you are really underdogs. They're underdogs from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, and for for everybody who wonders whether or not God likes coffee, he does. How do you know? He brews. (laughs) Now stick with me here. I'm frying fish in the morning. Now listen, 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 listen. Listen, say underdogs. underdogs. This is called the Hall of Fame of Faith. 
from Hebrews 11. He said, there's this whole cloud. Everybody familiar with your phone? Your phone syncs with the what? The cloud. Your computer syncs with the cloud. What does that mean? Is that the cloud, which is really nothing but a server in some room with a bunch of fans, it has me connected to something I cannot see, but I know is there. I cannot see it, but I know it's there. So Hebrews 12 says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, they're really underdogs from Hebrews 11. Let us lay aside every weight. In other words, he says, when I introduce you to these people I'm about to introduce you to in Hebrews 11, he says, I need you to stop making excuses. What's an excuse? A reason why you didn't do what you could have done. See, when you make a decision that you're going to win, listen, you, you, I may not be able to do that or that or that, but I can do this and that. And I need you to stop letting what you can't do make you ignore what you can do. What did the Apostle Paul say? I can do what? All things. Which means it might take me some more time to figure it out. It may take me some more research. But when I decide that I'm going to win, baby, I can find a way to win. And I rebuke your excuses tonight. Stop talking about, well, if I had this, you ain't got that. So you're going to have to use what you got to get what it is that you want. Say, I'm laying aside my excuses. Your excuses are like, wait, could you imagine carrying this chair around all day? See, notice, I can't even use my laptop when I have my excuse. I can't use my phone when I have my excuse. See, my assignment is to preach the word, which means I need one hand free to do what it is that I do. But I need another hand free so that I can figure out how to do the other things that... Are you catching it? In other words, if, I, if I'm carrying excuses, that means I will not be able to get things done because I have weights in my hand that are literally stopping me from being productive. And some of you, the reason why when you sit down at the laptop, nothing comes out is because you sat down with a weight. Y'all ain't go sit to me. You sat down with an excuse. Well, I got kids. Baby, you ain't the only single mama. I'm going to need you to come up off of that. Matter of fact, you need to be grateful that God trusted you to do the job or two. That means you must really be a bad mama jama because God says she all right, she don't need both of them. I'm going to let her do both of them. I trust her to do the job of two rather than bring a crazy somebody up in the house to mess those kids up. You have not been cursed. You have been chosen. You have not been cursed. You have been chosen. Therefore, let us lay aside what? Every weight. Say no more excuses. If I listen to me, you can get it done if you decide to get it done. The reason it didn't happen is because you didn't want to do it. I don't accept excuses from people because I'm, I'm very clear. Human beings do two things. What they want is the second thing. What they want. If you wanted to do it, you wouldn't do it. You didn't do it because you didn't want to do it. And here's the deal. I'm okay with that. I, watch me. I just can't have people that are weighty around me. You're too heavy to be in my circle. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Some of y'all got people in your circle, they weigh too much because every time they come around, they got excuses. It's like a group project where you did your part, but they didn't do their part. Let us lay aside every excuse. Watch me. And sin. Sin means mistakes. Catch the, catch the point. He didn't say the sin. He said and sin. What's the significance of not having the word the? It means it's the same mistakes. He said, so you make the same mistakes, which means now they become conscious choices. Like you're not late every week because of traffic. 
You knew you needed to leave five minutes early and you sat there and sat, oh, I don't know what I need to do. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You know that person you be telling your business to is a whole gossiper. And in a moment of vulnerability, what did you do? You made the same mistake. You told them something they couldn't be trusted with. How do you know? Every now and then, you need to tell somebody something that's a rumor and see if it gets back to you. And if it gets back to you, you're going to find out who your weak links are. Y'all ain't saying them. Sometimes you need to lie on you just to see how folk going to do. And if it gets back to you, you can say, you a lie? I know you a lie. And I'm so glad I found out before I told you some deep stuff. I'm so glad I found out before I trusted you with my heart. The Bible says, guard your heart above all things. And Let us lay aside every weight. That's excuses. Say, I can get it done. You literally can get it done. If it's in front of you, you can do it. If it's in front of you, you can do it. God wouldn't have brought you to it if God didn't want to bring you through it. God wouldn't have brought you to it and God didn't bring you through it. Moses standing at the Red Sea. How are we supposed to do this? Moses said, I don't know, but all I know is this water going to move. <laughs> I got kids, which means we can't swim through this water. So somehow, way, God's going to do something. All I know is we're not going back to Egypt. All I know is I'm not going back to bondage. All I know is I'm not going back to depression. All I know is I'm not going back to fear. All I know is I'm not, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm not going back. That's what I do know. You're not going back to drugs. You're not going back to drinking. You're not going back to fighting folk all the time. You Listen, it ain't even worth all of that. All that energy you were using fighting people, I need you to learn how to fight forward. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Same mistakes. What did that do? Which so easily ensnares us. What it means it trips you up. There's a snare drum over there. Um, engage the snares and then hit the drum. Okay, disengage the snares, hit the drum. Hear how it's hollow? When it says ensnare, engage the snares for me, and then play, you know, give me some like a, you know, that, you know. Your sound has something extra on it that doesn't belong there. Disengage the snare. Go ahead. Which means... Now the sound is pure, because I don't have weight and the same mistakes. In other words, watch me. When I'm right, all of a sudden things get right. Let's go. When I change, all of a sudden things change. Why? Because I'm not ensnared. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. When I'm not ensnared, then the world around me is not ensnared. In other words, change is an inside job. It starts with me, then it bleeds to around me. But if I'm ensnared, that means what comes out of me and what is around me is going to reflect what's in me. What are you saying, Bishop? Everywhere you look, there you are. Let me back that thing up. Everywhere you look, there you are. What does the Bible say? Out of your heart flows the issues of your life or flows your life. Tutsa is the Hebrew word, not tusiro, but tutsa. <laughs> Tuzero. Listen. To the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. To okay, some of y'all don't remember that? Oh, really? So you listen to church songs your whole life? Just slide, slide, please. The butterfly, uh-uh, that's old, let me sue that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Come on, front row, let's go. <laughs> you ready? Look, 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 look. 
Tutsa is the role, is the word, which means you can only go to the extent your heart lets you go. What's your heart in scripture? Your mind. So if I'm snared up by weight in the same mistakes, that becomes my limitation, which means you'll never get beyond the mistakes. Whoever felt like you went through a circle, right, because you were carrying weight and making the same mistakes. But I declare in the name of Jesus, your circles and your cycles that are not God ordained have come to their end. Your circles and your cycles that are not God ordained have come to their end. I'm going to say it again. Your circles and your cycles that are not God ordained have come to their end. If you believe that, put a praise on the end of it right there. Hallelujah. I ain't going to be able to do that. I ain't going to be able to do it. So look, look. He says, let us lay aside the weight, the excuses and the same mistakes that easily ensnare us. And let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. Let me pause right here. Your race isn't my race. Your race isn't your cousin's race. I need you to stop being in competition with people who are in different lanes. If you ever feel like you're competing with somebody, one of y'all is out of order. Because you don't have the same race as me. Let, me. let me fix people that hate on other people, people who get bitter with other people and jealous of other people. That means you think you're supposed to do what they do, which means you're ignoring what you're supposed to do. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. The only reason you feel in competition with somebody is because you think she's in your lane or he's in your lane. Now realizing, baby, we both in two totally different lanes. And I need you to do you, but watch me do me. Somebody say, I am not in competition with any other human being. Say, I am in competition with yesterday's version of myself. That's who I'm trying to beat. I'm trying to beat my Tuesday me. Then when I get to Thursday, I'm trying to beat my Wednesday me. Then when I get to Saturday, I'm trying to beat my Friday. I can celebrate you because I ain't trying to be you. I can clap for you because I ain't trying to be you. Because the same God that blessed you is the same God that's getting ready to bless me. And I need you to make this declaration. Say, and my house is next. So listen, here's the cloud of witnesses from Hebrews chapter 11 or underdogs. Number one, Abel. <laughs> Two, Enoch. Three, Noah. And you can go read it in your own time. Four, Abram or Abraham. Next, Sarah. Y'all want to, let's do, let's do reading. Y'all read it with me. Then, Isaac. Then, Jacob. Then, Joseph. Then, Moses. Stop. For some of y'all, since you didn't go to the eye doctor, this is your eye test. Because you like... 14, it is no numbers on that thing. <laughs> Shalom, there are no Hebrew words on the eye test. <laughs> All right. All right, look. Joseph, Moses, Moses' mother. It's interesting. Let, let me just pause here because um, I could teach on each one of them, but I want to get to what they did. Moses' mother, the Bible says, had faith because she released her son. It would have been easy for her as a mama to keep her son close to her. But because she was birthing a world changer, shut up. She had to let her son go. 
And I don't know what mama needs to hear that, but I need you to learn how to let it go. Because what you're birthing is going to change the world. What you get, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Some father, you need to learn how to let your children go. Okay, let's go deeper. You need to learn how to let friends go. You need to learn how to let relationships go. It takes faith to release because you know what to expect when you keep. It takes faith to release because you know what to expect when you keep. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Which means I don't know what to expect. It takes faith to release. That's interesting to me because her faith was that she said, I'm going to send my son down the river Nile. And all I know is that if I keep him in this house, they've already sent out the word to take lives. And so if I keep him in this house, it's more dangerous for him. So I got to release him. Can we go deeper? It's the same thing when we give. I got to release this seed and get this seed out of my house. I, I could have used this money to do this, that, and the other, but I know that if I put it in God's hands, by the time he gets it back to me, it'll be what? What will it be? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. The Hebrews, Gideon, Barak, Obama, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophet. These are like heavy hitters. Somebody said it's the Hall of Fame. But do you want to know who else is included in this Hall of Fame? I'm glad you asked. Hebrews 11, 30, uh, 11 and 31. By faith, Rahab. Some of y'all don't speak the King's English, I can see. With all of these other heavy hitters, let me see if I can say it another way. With all of the company's executives, let me see if I can say it another way. With all of the men of God, let me see if I can say it another way. With all of the people that we look at as these superstars of faith, the Bible throws in an underdog, which tells me they're all underdogs. And I'm going to tell you, your name is about to be in a list that don't make no sense. Your name is about to be in a list. That does not make any sense. How did your name get there? I need you to open your mouth and say your first and your last name, please. Say it's about to be listed with some heavy hitters. They're going to be like, how did Darlene from customer service end up in the six-figure earners? Because my God is the God of the underdogs. How did your name end up in the people that got healed? My God is the God of the underdogs. By faith. How'd she get in here? Same way you about to? By faith, Rahab. The harlot. Harlot, same for prostitute. Why, why does it keep reminding? Every time it says her name, it tells us her path. Why? Not to condemn her, but to celebrate what she overcame. I don't need you to be ashamed of nothing you've been through. I need you, matter of fact, if people try to shame you, I need to say, you must not know that my God is the God of the underdogs. 
He's the God that'll take a nobody and make him a somebody. He's the God that'll take a stuttering Moses and make him be the man that delivers a whole nation. Moses didn't even ever learn how to talk right. God says, you don't got to worry. I'll tell you what to say. You tell Aaron what to say. In other words, even with my struggle, God's still going to use me. Moses never learned to speak properly. Say the God of the underdogs. For some of you, what it is that you see as your impediment will never change. God says, because I need you. Watch me. What did he tell Paul? He says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So when you can't do it in you, that means you have to do it through me. So there's some stuff I'm going to leave. Paul had a thorn in the flesh, the Bible says. And the Bible, I took this out of the message last night because of time, but, but I was going to have it in there. The Bible says that Paul had this thorn in the flesh. It was a messenger of Satan to buffet him. Literally, messenger of Satan to buffet means it was a painful blow. In other words, Paul, you kept dealing with this painful blow that you said, Lord, please take this away from me. And Paul prayed three times and God says no. And each time he said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, he says, I'm going to leave that struggle there because it's that struggle that makes you pray. It's that struggle that doesn't keep you, watch me, that keeps you from being arrogant. It's that struggle that keeps you from looking down on other people. Sometimes God won't let you be the top dog because when you're the underdog, you appreciate your victory more. For some of you, God needs you to be a testimony because in that hall of fame of faith, I need you to say, my name is next. He prayed three times and said, can you please take this struggle? Please take this struggle. Please take this struggle. This painful blow. And three times God says, mm -mm, my grace is sufficient. Now, what does that mean? That means that, Paul, every time you're dealing with your struggle, you need my grace. Watch me. Because I didn't take it, that means you have a license to do it. Uh-oh. Because I didn't take it, that means you have a license to go down that path. It just means that you have the grace to deal with the path you want to go down. So then that means the wrong that you want to do, even though you want to do right, watch me. I'm going to give you grace to do right, even though you want to do wrong. See, for some of you, watch me, you still got a little edge. Listen, you still got a little edge, and God says, you need my grace to deal with your edge. What do you mean edge? You're still a little sharp. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And every now, you need God's grace to make sure that stuff that comes out of your mouth is put, done right so that your words are seasoned with salt. It says you don't come across as a battle axe when you're talking to people. By faith, Rahab the harlot, not to condemn her. But to celebrate what she overcame. Anybody overcame some stuff in the building? Online, if you've overcame some stuff, I dare you to just type it in the room where you say something you've overcame. And I don't need you to have shame. I know you need, don't whisper. You overcame it, bread. I need you to shout that thing loud. If you've overcome something on three, I just whatever it is that comes to your mind, I want you to type it online in the building. You say it. One, two, three. What have you overcome? Go. Uh-uh. See, I can tell that you still got shame because you didn't shout it because you were worried about somebody else that had their own thing they were shouting. If you stop worrying about other people's races and run your race, you start winning your race. You can't win your race while you're over there looking at somebody else in their race. So on three, I'm going to give you a chance to get this right. In the building and online, whatever you've overcome, whatever comes to mind first, I need you to say it and say it loud. One, two, three, go. Say, and I'm still here. She did not perish along with those who were disobedient. After she welcomed the spies in peace. So what did I teach you on Sunday? That Joshua sends two spies to the city of Jericho. 
um, to spy out the land because they're getting ready to take the land. They spied it out in Joshua 6. It was chapters later before they took it over. Let that be a principle is that I'm preparing for years to come. If you, watch me, if you in 2020 still talking about 2020, I need to help you. You in 2020, you should be planning for 2022, 2023. Well, Bishop, what if my plans change? That's okay, but you got to make them first. My mind has been out of this year since we got here. That's why you have faith. I want to preach tonight. That's why I have faith. Why? Because my mind's not in my current situation. My mind is already out of it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm not in what I'm in. I'm already out of it because in my mind, I've already moved on. Shut up. I've already moved on from coronavirus. In my mind, I'm already opening the second location in Atlanta. Shut up, shut up. My mind has already moved on. I've moved on from this. Mm. All right. Can we go further? Look, she did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. Because of how she handled God's business, God took care of her business. Say it another way. Because of how she handled God's house, God took care of her house. Let that be a lesson that if you're sloppy with God, don't expect him to do right by you. Uh-oh, don't get quiet on me now. Now, he's faithful, he's merciful, he's kind. And even in the Bible, you read things where God did this. The Bible would say, and the Lord, to protect his name, he did this. Because he was like, y'all are ratchet. But because you tell all these people you know me, I'm going to do this, not because of you. I'm doing this because they're not going to talk crazy about me. And I need everybody to hear me. It's so important that during this time, especially in America, people need to be able to look at you and not think, watch me, that all Christians are like some Christians that are saying crazy stuff. Please say amen so I can move on. Because God says, I'm going to protect my name. He says, there's only so much embarrassment I'm going to take from these people saying stuff I never said. There's only so much I'm going to take from these lying prophets. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And I will protect my name. First Kings chapter 22, go home, read it. You'll know exactly what's going on in America. All right, let's move on. Verse 34. Here's what they did. Oh, no, excuse me, 33. Here's what these underdogs did. <laughs> Here's what these uh, folks in the Hall of Fame of Faith did. Y'all ready for this? By faith, they conquered kingdoms. We're in verse 33. Say, by faith, by faith. they conquered kingdoms. Okay, let's keep reading, and we'll see if you'll get the point in a minute. Performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. From weakness they were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Verse 35, women received back their dead by resurrection, and others were tortured, not accepting their release so that they could obtain a better resurrection. Verse 36, and others experienced mockings and scourgings. That means they were beat. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. 37, they were stoned. They were, listen to this, sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and ill-treated. Verse 38, men of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. 39, all these things, what did they do? They gained approval through their faith. You mad because somebody talked about you. You ain't been sawn in two. Yeah. 
You didn't shut the mouths of a lion. You shut the mouth of a Darlene. My church characters. Say they gained approval. Through their faith. Listen to this part. They did not receive what was promised. Now let me explain that. Because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. In other words, he says, they never got to see Jesus. They never got to see God put himself in a body. They did all of this before there was a cross. You're going to get it in a minute. They did all of this before the blood was shed. Y'all ain't going to say They did all of this before he shed his blood in the garden and shed his blood as a boy and shed his blood in the garden of Gethsemane and they pierced his hands and they pierced his feet and they pierced him in his side and they put the crown of thorns on his head and they beat his back. He ain't did all of this before the blood. If they did all of this before the blood, it's easier for us now because we know more naturally and spiritually. In other words, I need you to stop saying, woe is me, and instead say, wow, is me. In other words, God, I got it better than everybody I just read about. I'm not struggling with no lions. Ain't nobody trying to assault me. I'm not dealing with what they dealt with. Please say, it's better for us. They did all of this without the blood. They did all of this without Wednesday Night Live. <laughs> they needed it, I know. <laughs> they did all of this, watch me, watch me. They did all of this having to travel for days to get to church. You across the street and streaming. Right? Like, they, they did all of this before. That's why the scripture says in verse 38, Dr. 38, it says, the world was not worthy of this type of person. Because they didn't have the advantages we have. They didn't have an iPhone. Certainly not an Android. They were blessed. That's not a joke. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Have fun, y'all. Relax. Some of y'all take this really seriously. Like, you'll post pictures on Instagram taken with my Android. I, ain't, I don't care. I don't care. With your iPad, you got to put in your hand. Can't even hold a phone. People call you. It sound far away. Got an iPad in your hand. I'm just joking. <laughs> Watch me. Look at verse 40. Because God had provided something better for us. In other words, God says, I made it easier for you. So I have a problem when you give me your excuses and you keep making the same mistakes. Say, not in my next 12. Come on, we're about to go up in just a moment, but I need you to say that with some authority. Say, not in my next 12. Say, I'm not carrying any unnecessary weight. Uh-huh, and say, I refuse to make the same mistakes. Say, I peaked in my next 12. And they're my best 12. <laughs> it's faith over here. I wish it was some in the middle. I wish it was some over here. I wish it was somebody that said, if they can shut the mouth of a lion, I certainly can shut the mouth of a hater. If they can overcome kingdoms, I certainly can build this business. It Look at somebody next to you and say, you got this, you got this, you got this, you got this. Online, type it to somebody and tell them, you got this, you got this, you got this. If God be for us, who would that? 
So what did she do? Because we just read about a bunch of underdogs. <laughs> and Rahab gets listed. And you had to know all of the dudes that looked at her with disgust. Interestingly, after they laid with her. It's funny how people think something bad about you after they laid with you. Y'all, y'all. I was, I thought this was Wednesday. I thought I could be. Ain't it funny how when they were with you, you were the best thing? And now that they got somebody else, you like, well, look. look. Could have fooled me. Listen. Her profession meant, her profession meant, her profession meant, her profession meant, her profession meant that, that she, she had, and we're going to look at it in a moment. Her profession meant that people would use her but then look down on her. Stay with me. Because for many of you, there are people, please listen to me. If you don't get nothing else, listen to this. But get it all, though. But get this special. That what they love about you isn't you. They love what you do for them. So when they no longer can use you for what you do, all of a sudden, they talking about they no longer love. And for some of you, you just need to accept the reality that that friend never loved you. They loved that you paid for lunch. All right, let's move. You sitting there talking about, I thought we were friends. No, you were check. Okay, let, this is too deep. Yeah, I thought this was Wednesday. All right, come on. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Joshua 2 and 1. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute. Again, it keeps telling you what she did, not to condemn her, but to celebrate what she overcame. Because I need you to imagine how much boldness it takes, listen to me, for her to overcome her shame and approach these men of God. To make a request that sounds outlandish. Oh my God. You about to pray for some stuff that sounds out. In fact, there are certain things on prayer you don't even type in because you're like, that sounds outlandish. I need you to learn to be comfortable praying for stuff that sounds outlandish. You're trying to find your next job, but here you praying to be a job creator. That sounds outlandish. It sounds outlandish for her to try to make a deal with her past and present. How many of us can be honest in this building online? I'm almost done. Where there's stuff that we were like, God, I, you know what, Lord? I'm going to ask for that when I've been doing right a little bit longer. You ever had a prayer? You're like, I can't even pray that because I, I, look, I cuss four people out today. I, I will ask for that on next week. Come on, let's be real. If you're real, you can heal. 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 I need the Christians. I need Christianity and the body of Christ to stop being so fake. When you become real, you can heal. That's why we got a lot of Christians that are struggling because you learn how to fake it until you make it instead of be it so you can be it. I need you to think of the shame that's running through her head. Girl, you can't ask for this. You can't pray for this. You made too many mistakes. You failed too much. You screwed up too much. You lost too much. You, 
you've slept around too much. Ain't no man gonna want you. Come on. Ain't no woman gonna want you. You, you, you this, you're that. So look. So look. But, but look at the verse. Her past is really preparation. What did I tell you on Sunday? God's gonna use all of your resume. Even the ratchet stuff. What's ratchet, Bishop? Ratchet is an urban colloquialism that means it's less than desirable or favorable when viewed by others. Look, look. What's her occupation? She's a prostitute. Look at this. A prostitute means you put yourself or talent to an unworthy or corrupt use for the sake of personal or financial gain. But watch this. So that means she knew how to use what she had to get what she wanted, watch the flip, but now she's using her preparation for God. Mm -mm, you missed it. She knew how to use, she fed, watch what she did. She said, listen, I have this set of assets. I have these set of skills, this set of, I, I, I know what I have. I'm going to use it to get what I want. You do remember on Sunday she had her own house. Which in Hebrew culture is a unique thing. It's, it's, it's unlikely because watch me, because in Hebrew culture for a woman to have her own possessions was very rare. So here it is, Rahab, watch me, while they talking about her, she was walking to the bank. Don't become materialistic because God is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. But for some of you, while they talking about you, they ain't been able to block you. While they lying on you, they have not been able to block you. While they trying to touch, she thinks she all that. He think he all that. While they've been spreading your name and spreading rumors and gossip, here's what they have not done. They have not stopped you from eating once. They have not stopped you from being blessed once. And if God be for you, who would? So look, but now she's using that preparation for God. Because watch the exchange. So what does she do? What does she do? She tells when the men come into a house, the two spies, um, the messengers come uh, from the king and say, listen, we heard there's some spies from Jericho. And we know them boys with Joshua, they bad. Who's bad? They bad. The, the, <laughs> the, these boys are bad. We heard about the Red Sea. We heard about how they were killing kings and all that. We scared. So are they here? <laughs> Rahab says, no. Nah. They went out through the gate, and, 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 and they gone. Ain't nobody in here. <laughs> Check this out. What is she doing? She's using her preparation. She's using what she has to get what she wants. You'll catch it in a second. What does she have that the spies need? A place to hide. You're going to catch it in a minute. See, some of you, you're like, why did I go through that? God needed to teach you some skills that you're about to use in your next you didn't waste anything because God's not sloppy. You didn't waste anything because God's not sloppy. You didn't waste anything because God's not sloppy. Why did you go through that bad relationship? And you're like, God, I just wasted my 20s. No, you didn't. Because now you got an anointing. You got a grace now. That's why people, watch me, for some of you, that's why certain people don't even approach you. You still got it. God just says, your oil, ah, your oil makes crazies back up. Your oil makes users back up. Your oil makes people that want to use you back up. You still got it. I don't know what man needed to hear that. You still got it. I don't know what woman needed to hear that. You still got it. 
God says, you're anointed now. So when they see you, the oil is glistening. They're like, I can't even mess with her. In fact, when they try to come talk to you, the Holy Ghost will tell them, if you mess with her, I swear for God, I'll kill you. You better read your Bible. So watch. She's using, I got to finish. She's using, y'all okay? She's using what she had to give us. She wanted, what did she have? She had a house. What did she have? A place for them to hide. What did she have? A house that was in the wall of the city. Can I tell you what that meant in, in, in Jericonian culture? That meant it was a penthouse. So the more they talk about her, the more she's rising. Can I help you? You need some enemies. Why? To report your rise. Don't clap back. Just say, yep, 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 yep. God did that. God did that. Matter of fact, seem like every time I turn. All right, there you go. There you go. I dare those of you that believe in the next 24 hours, you're about to see God do something. Get up and spin one time. Say, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Have a seat. Look, I got to finish. She's got a house, a nice house. How do you know she's got access to the roof? That's where the penthouse is. You missed the principle. Because in verse 6, she brought them up to the roof. You don't have roof access if you don't have a penthouse. So God was using her scandalous preparation for her to stack. <laughs> You'll catch it in a minute. You're like, God, why am I in this valley? Stack, baby. Stack, baby. Stack your skills. Stack your cash. Stack your prayer. Stack your giving. Stack your... I'm stacking. I... I'm getting ready for my next. Why? Because we know she didn't stay in Jericho. They saved her and her family and they took her to Israel. What's Israel? The promised land. She said, I'm using my preparation to get ready for my... So when I get to my promise, I ain't got to get ready, baby. I came ready. Oh, my God. Somebody say, I won't have to get ready. I'll show up ready. You won't have to get your credit together. It'll be ready. You won't have to get your resume together. It'll be ready. You won't have to get your financial plan ready. It'll be ready. You won't have to get ready because while you were in your Jericho, you got ready. I want to preach because what does Jericho mean? Jericho means fragrant. How do you get a fragrance? You crush. So while she's being crushed, she's still stacking. While she's living in a place that literally, watch me, because you think she wanted to do that. That's all she knew. He missed it. And while she's in a place that's crushing her, God is literally preparing her. Everybody listen to me. If it doesn't crush you, if it doesn't crush you now, you won't be able to conquer later. How do you get fragrance? How do you get fragrance? Fragrance, you have to crush a flower. Now we have these sophisticated methods, methods excuse me, of chemistry and, 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 and what have you. But in those days, to get a fragrance, you had to crush a flower, which meant you look good 
But watch me. God says, but when I'm preparing you, you ready? I'm going to tear that up. I'm going to tear that up. You look at th- listen, you're like, God, life was amazing. Then he took you to Jericho. I'm getting a fragrance out of you. There's a smell that I want from you. That's the smell of what? What has to die? The flower has to die so the fragrance can live. The flower has to die so the fragrance can live. The flower has to die so the fragrance can live. Say it. The flower has to die so the fragrance can live. So he crosses her, but while he's crossing her, she's stacking. She's getting prepared. She lives in the finest luxury home available on the Jericho market. She's got a penthouse. How do you know? Look at verse 6. She brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalks of flax, listen, that she had laid in order on the roof. That means she made preparations to put God first. I said it again. I said it once. I'm going to say it again. Because what she made happen for God's house. What do you mean? That was God's mission for the men to spy out the city so that they could go back and tell Joshua, here's how we're going to take the city. So this was God's plan. It didn't happen until chapters later. I I promise you, if you don't shout this next point, I'm throwing the mic. And whoever's in the path, it's just, you waved your rights when you came in here. You should have read the sign. You ready? In chapter 2, they spy it out. It's chapters later that they take it over. If I listen, you thought what you did years ago didn't pay back. Well, for God, you better shout right there. You thought, oh my God, I wasted that. Oh my God, that was stupid. Oh my God, that was dumb. They spied it out in chapter 2, but they didn't take it over until five chapters later. In other words, you did not waste one moment. And for some of you, between November and December, the spies are about to come back and say, we ready. You didn't waste being kind to that person. You didn't waste doing right by that person. You didn't waste your seed. You didn't waste your serve. Somebody say, I didn't waste anything. Whoa. 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 That's good news, Wednesday Night Live. Wow. And chapter 6 is when they took it over. (laughs) they took it over in chapter 6 they spied it in chapter 2 we don't know how much time passed (laughs) so we don't know how much crushing she had to go through after the spies left for everybody who felt like you missed your moment please hear God talking to you tonight You did not. Mm -mm. For everybody that feels like, oh my God, I missed that window. You did not. That wasn't Joshua coming to take the city. That was Joshua coming to spy it out. Let me see if I can say it another way. You felt like I should have did that back when I was 27. I should have did that back when I was 32. I should have did that back when I was 45. I should have did that back then. You did not miss your moment. Yeah. 
Somebody say, I didn't miss my moment. I need you to go up in the spirit for 10 seconds. Go. Pray, 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 pray. Worship, worship, pray, pray. Go up. Didn't miss it, 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 didn't miss it. Woo! Alright, I gotta finish. Oh my god. Didn't miss it. I know you thought you did, you didn't. I know you thought they were the one, they weren't. You didn't miss it, you didn't miss it, you didn't miss it, you didn't miss it. Alright. Let me, let me go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Woo. Oh my God. Oh my God. I need you to look at somebody. Don't touch them. Just look at them. Say, you didn't miss your moment. Uh-uh. That's the wrong person. Because they should have said something different after you told them that. Look at somebody else. Say, you didn't miss your moment. Say, matter of fact. I prophesy to you, you got next. Your name's about to be amongst the Hall of Fame. Your name's about to be amongst some underdogs. Your name is about to be at the top of the company register. Your name is about to be etched in that door. I, I gotta finish. Wow, right? All right, I got finished. I got finished. Say so she made preparations. Question, are, what are you preparing for? <laughs> Look, she went up to the roof. And she laid the stalks of flax. F flax seed is interesting because they say it's good for your health. They say that flax helps clean your system. So when she's laying the flax, the, sim the, the symbolism there is that Rahab is saying, I'm starting to clean up my noun. You'll catch it in a minute. I'm cleaning up, I'm putting some periods on some loose ends. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. I, I'm finishing some business while I'm in my now. Because when I get to my next, it's about to be big. Release a praise right there. Go, 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 go. All right, let me finish. I gotta finish. I gotta finish. I gotta finish. She made preparations to put God first. So not only what are you preparing for, question, how do you prepare to put God first in your time, your talent? Time is search attendance. Do you prepare to come to church? Or do you get to Wednesday and say, I'm gonna see if I can go. I'm gonna see if I can watch. Listen, prepare for your talent. That's serving in church. Like, have you even ever taken, listen, I might beat you down. Have you ever even taken Harvest You seriously? You know this is your church. You know I'm your pastor. What are we waiting on? 
Like, let's do the doggone thing. You got gifts, talents, and skills. On ladies' night, I decided I didn't want to reach outside of the house. I said, I'm going to reach inside the house. I said, because everything we need is already in the house. I said, I don't have to reach outside when God's giving me everybody we need inside. Talent, that's serving in church. Thirst, your prayer, praise, and worship. Do you make preparations to pray? Like, do you, do you get to Monday at 6.55 and see whether or not you feel like it? Or are you like, look, prayer's on Monday night. Don't nobody call me. My phone is on do not disturb. Why? Because he's first in my thirst. You ready? Look, your testimony, inviting people to church. Do you make plans to invite people to church? Every time you meet somebody and God stirs up a spiritual conversation, you say, let me go to the car to get an invite card because you didn't make preparations to meet somebody while you were in the store. Hold on, let me see the text number. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Say, I'm preparing to put God first. All right? In your treasure, that's faithfully giving. Do you prepare to be a tither? Do you prepare? Keep playing. Do you prepare? <laughs> Don't stop playing now. Do, do you prepare to be a faithful giver? I Do you prepare? I had an unexpected check in the mail, and they brought it to me, and I said, bring me some good mail today. And they brought it to me, and immediately, I went right to my text to give. Uh, why? Because I'm prepared. Watch me. I'm ready to be blessed. So the moment blessing, I, uh, had it ready. So my speed text. Say, I'm prepared to put God first. Last scripture, and then we're going to worship and get out of here. James 2.25. In the same way was not all Rahab the prostitute. Here she go again. The God of the underdog. Was she not justified by works? What does that mean? God looked at what she did and said, this is her faith. But listen, it's not enough to think it. It's not even just enough to say it. In this time of your life, from this day forward, it's time to do it. I don't need you making another plan to go to the gym. I'm just using this as an example. And I throw the first stone at me. I've been making preparations since the fast began. Because it's getting cold and I can't jog like I want to. The gym is right up here on my website right here. Gym is I said walking distance from my home. It literally says gym memberships start today. I'm judging me first. It's been sitting up on my web browser since October 31st. Now, here's the truth. I could say I'm busy, I'm this, I'm challenged, and all of that's true. But, but I want you to learn from the principle. But it's time to do. Say, it's time to do. Say it again, it's time to do. Look, it says, she received the messengers and sent them out another way. Verse 26, on the, part of the B part of the verse says, so also faith apart from works is dead. God, I'm just believing you for good friends. Are you friendly? Or do you reply with a scowl? Shalom, how are you? Shalom. 
I ain't trying to talk to nobody. Came in here to get a word. Okay, but then stop asking for friends. Because your faith is dead because your works are whack. I'm just believing God to get out of debt. So explain to me why you just added debt to your debt that wasn't seed. Because if you told me it was seed, I'd say, okay, well, you know, okay, you're going to get a harvest. Okay, I get that. But you just went shopping. And women be shopping. Women be shopping. You can't stop a woman from shopping. Now men be shopping too. A pastor told me the other day, said, Bishop, I just need some retail therapy. I said, that sounds expensive. Just <laughs> set up a session. Yeah, that sounds expensive. <laughs> but faith without works is dead. Preparation, look at the screen, leads to action. So when she laid out those uh, stalks of flax, that was preparation, but that was also an action. Because preparation produces action. Then when she goes to the spies and says, listen, when y'all take the city, because I know you're going to take the city, save me and my house. I know how to use what I want, to use what I got to get what I want. My past was preparation. I learned how to use what I have to get what I want. Y'all need my house. Y'all need this window. Y'all need this rope. So I'm asking you to favor me and my house. I know y'all going to, and if you read in chapter 6, what did they do? They killed everybody in the city. But who? Her. And what? Her household. Why? That's what she asked for. Okay, here's the last point of the message, and then I'm out of here. So what is going to be in your next? What you asked for? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. This is why you got to learn how to have a passion to pray. Because if I don't pray about it, I'm not going to possess it. If I don't speak it, I'm not going to see it. Please look at your hands and say, these hands will be filled with what I have asked for. Not for my glory, but for God's glory. Say, God, get the glory out of everything I do. I live for you, sir. I honor you, sir. Have your way in my life, sir. Your will, not my will. In Jesus' name, put a praise on this word. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. 
If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.